You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello, welcome to Garibaldi Red for the second time this week because uh, it's all happening transfer-wise in January and obviously Forest have got a big game coming up on Saturday, the biggest game of the season against Derby. We thought we'd do a second podcast for the week, just a short one, uh, sort of 20 or 30 minutes or so looking ahead to the game in the company, first of all, of Red's legend Gary Bertels. Hello, Gary, you well? Yeah, good morning. Very good, thank you. Good, 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 good. And a man who's covered up his loud shirt with uh, a Notts Cricket hoodie in Reds fan, Michael Temple. Not that people can see that who are listening on iTunes, but Temps, are you well? Morning, Matt. Good, thanks. Just after that impromptu wardrobe change. Well, I did spring this on you both at very short notice, so I'm grateful for you both joining me. I suppose one reason it's short notice is we weren't going to do it until Brentford bid for Brennan Johnson again. Uh, I think, it's to my knowledge, it's the second bid of the month, this time from 10 million to 15 million which is a big leap. Um, Forest have rejected it. And according to the Athletic, tip of the hat to them, Forest won 18 million. What do you think about it, Gary? I mean, that's a lot of money, but this promotion is sort of a carrot at the end of the season. How how do you see it? It is a lot of money. It's very tempting. Uh, Balancing the books is always something you have to look at outside the Premier League. Um, But I just don't think it's the right time for him to go at the moment. Um, We're in a position where we can challenge very, very well indeed if we We've seen in recent weeks with the signings how well they've done since they've come in. And you don't want any disruption at this moment in time. And I just hope his dad's telling him exactly the same. Uh, they'll still want him. You know, Believe me, they'll still want him. You know, They're not going to say, right, we don't want him. Uh, there, there might be a few more suitors if come in if Forrest don't get into the Premier League or the playoffs. And that's an absolute certainty. Then, yes, you know, get the money for him. Um, which is always sad. I can remember, you know, under Paul Hart when Michael Dawson went, Andy Reid went, Jermaine Genus went because Forrest weren't getting promotion. That's what happens with your little diamonds if, if you know, you don't get success. So just let him stay here till the end of the season, see what happens. Nobody can lose by it. Um, you know, he's not going to get a, a worse player in the back end of the season. He'll only improve under Steve Cooper without a doubt because... You've seen everybody improve under Steve Cooper. And, uh, you know, I, I just hope that sense is, is common sense is brought to the table and we can see him for the rest of the season. Yeah, I was thinking about it last night, Temps. I mean, what's his market value in the summer? I don't think it's massively different to now. Maybe you take a £3 million hit. And if it's a £3 million gamble on Forrest making the playoffs with Brennan Johnson potentially going up, I don't know, it feels like a good gamble to take to me. What do you think about it? I don't think it's a gamble in the sense there might be more suitors in the summer. I think January tends to be the time when you plug the holes. I don't want to be disrespectful to Brentford because they're 14th in the Premier League, but I I don't think it's um, where Brennan Johnson sees himself ultimately fulfilling his ambition. Um, His old man was quite vocal, wasn't he, not so long ago, saying he wasn't for sale in this window. So um, really proud of Forrest for turning down what is real money um you know let, let's not scoff at a, a 15 million pound bid for a, uh, an academy product it's incredible after one season in the in the championship uh but i do feel that money will still be there in the summer um and that turning down this bid is, is testament to the immediate ambition for the rest of this season i suppose what they need to do gary <laughs> easier said than done they need him to sign a new contract don't they? he's only got 18 months left on it if they could protect his value and give him more money that's that's a great solution for Forrest, isn't it? Yeah, but the, the, the problem is that 18 months near Forrest don't go up. You can't sign him on a contract, maybe, 
and and say, well, if we don't go up, we'll give you this. But it, it's a difficult one. I would just like to see him stay until, you know, there's no hope of, you know, is getting in the playoffs or getting the Premier League. But there's still a big chance of that at the moment. You know, we're, we're five points adrift of the playoffs, but nerves come into the equation. You know, the the more the, the season rolls on, teams in the positions up there at the moment will think, oh, the finishing line's nearly here. And it, I, I was at Notts County all those years ago when we were in the top two and we were favourites to get automatic promotion. And even then, nerves came into the equation. We went into the playoffs and got knocked out by Walsall. You know, so things can happen. And we had a very experienced side at that particular point. So, you know, these things can happen. And why why just take him out of a situation where he's thriving? He's loving every minute of being out on that football pitch. He's getting kicked from pillar to post. But that's testament to the opposition thinking what a big danger he is. And he's playing under a manager who has brought the whole club to life. And you have to take that into consideration as well. Not just your own situation. He's just galvanised everything connected with the club. It's blatantly obvious. We had one point. We're five points off the playoffs. You know, and you meet him and he did the positivity of him and his backroom staff is just overwhelmingly good. You know, we use this word embrace. We've said it, you know, many, many times. He does that. He wants to know about the whole football club. He wants to know the history. He loves the the noise of the crowd. He loves the songs, you know, the city ground, you know, Miss Rolling in from the... T- he loves the whole concept of Nottingham Forest. And he wants to be the person who makes them successful again. And I think the players feed off that massively. I mean, going to Millwall, winning in the, was it 91st minute? Clean sheet. That speaks volumes for me. That we wouldn't have won that game, I don't think, what, five months ago, two years ago, a year ago, whatever you want to say. We went there and we won that football match. And the, the brave, you know, how brave he was with the selection, I thought was incredibly good, you know, with Graben playing just behind. Um, you know, I, I thought, how good is that? How positive? And that must have taken the opposition by surprise. And that's what I'm saying about Brennan. You know, everybody's bought into what Steve wants to do and everybody's enjoying exactly what they're doing when they get out on that football pitch. And you can't ask for any more than that as a player to be asked to go out and express yourself and put your good points to the fore. Don't worry about what I'm not good at. We've said this before about Brian Clough. He wasn't bothered what you're not good at. Just go out and do what you're good at. And for a player to have that going out onto a football pitch is immense. And you can see that Steve's given every player that sense of, right, go on, I can express myself. Yeah, I'm going to get it right, I'm going to get it wrong. But I can express myself, I'm not afraid to. And I think that's brilliant to watch. Just to build on Gary's point, that goal against Millwall encapsulated Brennan Johnson's role in that. He's run with the ball from the halfway line, attracted four defenders. Every touch was masterful. And then he's threaded it into Zink and Agle's path for that tip over the keeper. And that, that was the game-breaking moment. Forrest peppered Millwall second half, but it, it took Brennan Johnson's pace, skill, control to create the, the match-winning chance. And I think without him... Um, in that position with that ball, no one else in that lineup could have done that. He's he's very quickly become our, our game breaker, um, and yeah, there's there's so much more to come between now and the end of the season. 
And I hope, as all Forest fans do, that he's, you know, doing it in our colours. I mean, if he does go or if he does stay, it doesn't make any difference. Forest are trying hard to sign Jed Wallace, but I think that's going to drag on. And they like the Blackpool winger as well, Bowler, Josh Bowler, <coughs> who, who would cost a bit less and be one for the more for the future, maybe. Another player who has definitely, or one player who has definitely gone, is Carl Jenkinson, who's gone on loan to uh, Melbourne in Australia. It's the rest of the season, so I don't think he'll play for Forest again. He only played 15 games. Does that feel like a good solution, Gary? I mean, at Melbourne, are owned by the same people in Man City, so I guess they're paying at least a decent chunk of his wages. It's what football's all about. If you're not involved, I think you ought to go somewhere else. A lot of people just sit on the backsides and uh, they're on good wages, big wages, and you know they don't want to move, they don't want to go anywhere. I've always got a lot of respect and a lot of time for players who do that. Not everybody's going to be everybody's cup of tea you know a new manager comes in he's got different ideas if you're not part of his plans don't mope about it don't sulk just go and go somewhere else and try and prove a point you know you might just lift yourself and your career might just go back on an upward curve a little bit but if you mope because you're not in the side you know people notice that and people don't want you as part of that you know the club so I think it's good that he's gone it's a bit of a long way to go to prove a point but you know, he's done it. Fair play to him. Um, it didn't work for him. It doesn't work for everybody. You know, when you come to a football club and the number of managers we've had, at, you know, in the past, you know, it, it, it can be difficult because every different manager who comes in has different ideas, different ways of playing, different ways of training, and it doesn't suit everybody. So, you know, I'm not surprised to see he's gone. Is it a case of good business after bad for, um, temps in the sense that, He's a bad signing, but they've done well to get him off the way or a percentage of his wage, at least off the wage bill. Yeah, of course it is because, you know, you said in your report, Matt, he's been there since August 19. He's played 15 games, which includes eight league starts. So by no yardstick is that a decent signing. He's had an odd career, hasn't he? I think he's got an England cap, Carl Jenkinson. But he's played, you know, 30 games for Arsenal, disappeared on loan to West Ham and Birmingham before we've signed him. And he's trained with the under-23s for half of that time. So, like Gary says, you know, sometimes your face doesn't fit or there's simply somebody better than you uh, in in that position. Personally, when I've seen him play, I don't think he's embarrassed himself at all. I think he's quite a a tidy, controlled um, footballer. But, yeah, the A-League is where English players go for semi-retirement, isn't it? So, he'll have a lovely time in Melbourne. But I don't think anyone at Forest will cry too many tears for him. Um, as you say, he will have commanded decent wages and we've seen nothing uh, like a suitable return over the last two and a half seasons. Another player who looks like he's probably going to go, I think it'll happen this time, is Carvalho to Olympiacos. I mean, we discussed him at length on Monday's podcast, like properly at length, but I'd be interested to get your take, Gary. I mean, does it feel like the right time now for him to move on? <laughs> if we've, ha- we've stretched this point to... It's maximum, I think, with Carvalho. We've tried to be positive. We've tried to get him in the team. We've tried to say, you know, will he be better under a new manager? But bless him, he's he's not worked for him in the championship. It's a it's a brutal league, you know, for a player who's maybe not used to it. He, you know, he wants time on the ball. He wants to, you know, be the playmaker. That people don't allow you that comfort in the championship. You know, you close down quickly. You you. Quick, quickly picked out if you're a danger and you're a threat, you know, as Brennan's finding out at the moment, but he just keeps getting on and bouncing back. Um, and he, he just makes them pay again and again. And that's that, that's great credit to the, his mental strength, Brennan. But, you know, Cavallio's he's had chances under various managers. He never had a real run in the team. 
It's always been a you know a bit part player, and it's never easy to be a bit part player. You know, you need games, you need game time, and your fitness levels aren't what they should be when you're coming and you're given a chance. And you know, people make decisions about that. They're entitled to make decisions like that. But as an ex-player, you know that you need game time, and he's never had that really on a consistent basis. So you know, if he goes back there, you never know. It might take off for him again. Um, but I'm not surprised, you know, without a doubt. It's, uh, he doesn't look like he's, he's going to get in the team. Um, he, he's not even a bit part player, really, at the moment. So, yeah, sad, because he has got ability. I'll keep it brief, because I've said all this before as well. He's a luxury player. At the moment, he wouldn't even be your third substitute. And I can just picture a scene in training where he does seven Cruyff turns, then Ryan Yates comes in and hammers him from the side. And I know which player I'd pick. So... Um, yeah, no ill will or no bad feeling towards Carvalho. I think his highlights reel is incredible, but he's 24 now and you can't really um, put him in that uh, wonder kid bracket by any definition. I think we were all extremely excited when he first arrived. There seemed to be some substance because he, he, you know, he had a few uh, magic moments on a pitch, but they've become too few and far between. So time to cut the losses, get him off the wage bill and back the gaffer in the transfer market. Uh, let's turn our attention to Derby at the weekend then. It feels to me, Gary, like a much more interesting game than we've had the last couple of times with with fans, with Forest going well, with Derby in total and utter crisis. Does that make them a more dangerous opponent and how are you feeling about the game? Can I just say one thing before I go any further and just say, I keep waxing lyrical about Steve Cooper, what a magnificent job he's done at Forest, which he has. But you have to say what an unbelievable job Wayne Rooney's doing there as well. Under the most difficult circumstances, you know, we're Forest fans, but you have to admire his staying power. You know, he's, he's got enough money in the bank to say, right, I'm, I'm, I'm off. I've had enough of all this rubbish. Um, you know, and now it's you're getting councillors involved. I was listening to on the local news this morning. There's been a meeting. It looks more positive, which I'm genuinely pleased about because you don't want to see... That happened to Derby County. We want to, if if we get in the Premier League, yeah, they're going to be in the Championship or worse. Um, but if we're still in the Championship, we want them in the Championship. And I think the points they would have had now would have been thirty-five points had they not been deducted. Was it twenty-one? You know, they'd have been two points off us. So that just shows you. I mean, he's not bottom of the table. Barnsley are bottom of the table now. So. Yeah, I mean, they, they can't stop winning. But what's the problem is, and the continuing problem, the losing players. They're losing key players at the moment with the, within January. And the more key players they lose, it's going to be more difficult for Wayne to, you know, keep things on an even keel. Um, you know, we, we've got to be massive favourites, you would have thought, going in. But they've got nothing to lose. You know, they, they'll, they'll expect to be underdogs. They'll expect everybody to think they're going to be beaten. Crowd is going to be incredible on uh, Saturday. You can't get a ticket for love nor money. And the atmosphere, as I say, it's always brilliant at the city ground, but this will be special on Saturday. And whether it lifts them or not, I don't know. Um, you know, it'll lift us without a doubt. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to being there and sampling the, the atmosphere and, uh, you know, hopefully beating them. Temps, if you were doing a combined Forest and Derby 11, how many Derby players would get in it? I can only think of one, maybe. And does that matter at all? Or is, is that totally That's a bit harsh? Well, this is my combined team, so no one. It'd be an all-Forest 11. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I, do, I do like uh, Lawrence. Uh, knows where the net is, doesn't he? Just a very tidy, 
all-round um, footballer. The interesting point for me this week has been you know, some bleating from some championship clubs about Derby and £25 million to the taxman, but turning down offers for, for players. Um, and the, the pressure under which Wayne Rooney has delivered 35 points to the to the football club is is quite incredible. I do expect that to fall away now. You know, they've lost Jagielka, who'd started, you know, perhaps 20 games. All of a sudden, he's ripped out of the heart of their defence and, uh, and and off to off to Stoke. He can't wheel and deal. He can't even sign um, free transfers. So I, I, I do think um, some some wind will come out of their their sails. But their form's great. You know, last five games they've won four and drawn one. And as Gary says on on the merit table, they're two points behind Forest. So it's not going to be a it's not going to be a walkover. Um, but yeah, let's 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 hope that Forest can uh, can can get on top at the at the weekend. But there's there's no way I'm going to name a Derby player in a in, in a combined. Well, you mentioned Curtis Davis. I mean, what a great pro he is, by the way. And, and Derby will need people like him in the the coming months to the end of the season to you know keep things going, to keep the younger players focused because it's going to be a long hard road for them. You know, there, there is a little bit of you know glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel for them. But we, you know, we can dim that light a little bit on Saturday by beating them and uh, ending that run. Um, but yeah, it's don't don't underestimate them. Do you think they could avoid relegation? There, um, it depends they're... on uh, you know the the remaining days in January. What happens? Uh, like I said, I was watching local news this morning, and um, the lady, uh, the councillor, was saying it was a positive meeting. She feels more positive than she has done about the future for Derby than before so that that's got to be positive you know i know a lot of forest fans will say yeah well i hope it all goes wrong but then you lose that rivalry and you don't want to lose that rivalry it's been a good rivalry it's been you know you go back to when robbie savage was playing at uh, derby and you know players like that it was fantastic you used to love those occasions because they always used to kick off every you know with robbie in the side you know you're guaranteed it was going to happen because he was a wind-up merchant and that's what you wanted in the derby a little bit like that um, you know, when Craig Burley, you know, was there as well. And you have got some great characters in those local derbies. But, uh, yeah, they're a youngish side. Uh, they say youngsters play with no fear, uh, and that can happen. But I'm just so impressed with the way we're going about things at the moment. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going down to watch training tomorrow. I've got the invite to go and watch training. So really looking forward to that, um, to see how everything's done on a daily basis. And I just, I just feel so positive about what's going on down there at the moment. Um, it's, I mean, we 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 try and get out for a drink on a Thursday lunchtime. Uh, the, you know, myself, Robbo, Frank, uh, Colin Barrett, Johnny Owen, and um, you know the the uh, the gaffer and the two lads. You know, came uh, Alan Tate and Stephen Reed came down for a, you know, into West Bridgeford for a, a little bit of a libation for, with us. So it was, it was just, you know, that that sort of atmosphere. It's great to you know, have that affinity with the football club. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just a happy place at the moment. And we haven't said that for quite a while. And uh, it's it's good to see it. And we've got games coming up now that we can win, that can put us in a decent position because teams above us are going to be playing each other. There are te- teams that are going to take points off each other. There are teams, like I said before, who are going to get nervous because they're in the positions they're in at the moment. And uh, you, you look around at the moment, 
we've already mentioned Wayne Rooney, Steve Cooper, but you look, Nigel Clough at Mansfield, that he's got them into the playoffs from where they were in the league earlier in the season. You look at Notts County, how well they're doing. You know, the four teams around us at the moment are, you know, doing particularly well. Um, Derby, obviously, with the point deduction, doesn't look like it. But like we said, had it not been for that, you know, the East Midlands needs a lift in football. It needs to be part of a higher standard of football. And, you know, we've got Leicester there and that'll be interesting in a couple of weeks' time, the FA Cup game. So, yeah, it's, it's got a lot of positivity around the East Midlands at the moment. Forest going to be in the Premier League next season, so they weren't playing Derby anyway. One other point I was going to ask, Temps, I'd be a lot more nervous about the game if it was at Pride Park, just because of the atmosphere, that kind of siege mentality, the EFL are out to burn us at the stake kind of attitude that Derby fans have adopted. Does it make a big difference? It's at the city ground with that kind of reverse cold from where it's going to be Forest fans creating the atmosphere. I hope we attack from the off, and I, you know, as a, as a as a home side typically would. But you know, we've won the last two games one nil by being very tight first half, feeling our way into the game, and then um, a moment of quality in the in the the, 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 the latter stages. So um, I think the way that we uh, climb the table further is to be positive. Um, you know, whilst remaining tight at the back, but I think the changes to, to personnel and having Cook uh, as an option ahead of Figueredo gives us a certain sense of solidity and a, and a, and a base there um, to allow the the flair players to get on the ball and, and express themselves. So, yeah, to your point, Matt, I hope so. I hope we can attack with it with a bit more intent from the off. Having said that, um, the results of the last last two games have proved that. Um, Cooper has got it tactically right by being a little bit more defensive-minded first half before striking when the time is right. So given the results he's had against Arsenal and Millwall, I just wonder whether he'll ask the players to kind of earn the right to play, keep it tight, and as the games open up, hope that a moment of quality from, you know, Brennan or or Lewis or or whoever can be the the difference. That way we play, about first half being very studious and very, you know, tight, has only backfired on us once in the past few weeks and that was at Middlesbrough and you know they played particularly well that day you've got to give Middlesbrough credit um but if that that's the only worry with that you know if we do that that a team can just get on top of us in the first half not many have managed to do that only Middlesbrough probably uh we should have beat Huddersfield we know that um but that's the only concern because second half you know we just take the game by the scruff of the neck and it, it's it's been a very, very successful tactic. And even if teams see that and try and stop it, it's very difficult because, like you said, Temps, the, you know, the, um, the back three now with Cook in there just looks so solid, so secure, and it gives everybody else so much confidence because, you know, if you, if you do lose the ball, you think, right, they've got to get past those three now at the back. You know, the wing-backs can get back and tuck in a little bit. The point you made, Matt, as well about, you know, if it had been at Pride Park, hold on a minute, we went to Millwall last week, which is one of the most hostile places you can possibly go. And we came away with a 1-0 win. You know, a clean sheet, which is, you know, fantastic. Um, You ask anybody about clean sheets and, you know, the gaffer was always Brian Clough. You know, he, he, he laid the foundations on clean sheets and defensively being very, very good. Um, So... I don't care where we play at the moment and who we play. The only team at the moment, you look at Fulham, dear me, six again last night, seven the other week. That is incredibly good. 
Um, they're the only team you would think, well, I mean, you don't fancy that. You know, Bournemouth have been beaten. Fulham are the teams. West Brom have not been, you know, as good as we thought they were going to be. So, Fulham aside, you know, you feel Forrest can mix it with anybody. Right. Uh, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much to everyone who uh, watched along. Very much appreciated. And we'll be back uh, on Monday with David Prutton and Greg Mitchell to review the Derby game. Thanks very much, everyone. And enjoy the game. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you.